and welcome back to Simply Unprofessional. I am once again your guest host, Lex, and joining me again, we have Apple. Hit me. We back. We're back uh, for another installment of uh, Simply Unprofessional Spooky Seasoned Antics. Uh, and today we're going to talk about cryptids. So, oh, yeah. Is there a... Well, I, hmm, how do I, how do I want to get into this? Uh, what is there? Is there a type of creature or cryptid that you, without a shadow of a doubt in your mind, you know it exists? Okay, there's several that I feel like have existed, but I don't know if we have concrete proof that they still exist. Like for example, I feel like something like Nessie is totally plausible. Mm -hmm. That doesn't necessarily mean Nessie herself is still alive, but there could have been a Nessie that existed you know, a couple decades ago and oh, that people sure. did see, but she might have been like the last of her, you know, whatever. Like, there's all sorts of stuff that we just didn't have the technology to get down deep enough. We still, I don't even think, have ever reached the bottom of our ocean. Like, oh, there's no, still we shit not. we're discovering. So it's like, I totally believe that there's just weird shit that we just see. And people have theorized before, um, then like in regards to like Yetis and Bigfoots and stuff, is like, if when humanity was evolving we kind of had split evolutions you know like it could just be a really hairy person out there I don't know. Like, <laughs> living their life they're just vibing man um i'd love to know what was your like first exposure to cryptids like was it like mine was probably either through scooby-doo or like another tv show <laughs> you know what i haven't even thought about it in media but like yeah no i watched a lot of scooby-doo like normal scooby-doo a pup named scooby-doo um, I, I watched a lot. I watched a lot of Courage the Cowardly Dog. I'm actually wearing a Courage the Cowardly Dog shirt right now. Oh, I love that. Um, so, like, you know, I we've had some, like, media exposure. Um, but I will say, like, the probably, like, the first time that, like, I've heard of a cryptid that, like, actually kind of got me spooked was, like, the oh. urban legend. Because I live in New Jersey. We've got... Uh, the urban legend of the Jersey Devil. And I remember we were in fifth grade. We had like this, like, uh, I don't even know like what it was. It was kind of like part of field day, but it was like a separate field day where you did like a multicultural day where like people mm -hmm. brought in different foods from their cultures. And we all like, Ooh. like, you know, because New Jersey is a very like multicultural place. Like we've got a lot of people from everywhere just because of like where we're situated in the United States. So like multicultural days were like super, super positive, positive and popular uh, when we were in elementary school and middle school. So like everybody always brought stuff from their culture. You could talk a little bit about it. But one of the highlights for some reason, we were learning about like what different counties were and where they were in the state. And that was one of our tests to know, to name all the counties. Now, do I know where they are now? No. But for multicultural <laughs> days in my state, <laughs> we don't even have that many counties and I don't remember where they are. But um, one of like the highlights of that day were like some people from the PTA would bake a cake the shape of New Jersey, and each piece of the cake was shaped as a county. That's impressive, honest to God. Yeah, and, like, it was, like, a tradition. Like, they did it for, like, years. I don't They probably still don't do it, but, like, still. Um, and each county was decorated as something about that county. And the Pine yeah. Barrens one was always Jersey Devil-themed. And I was like, oh, what's that, a hockey team? No, <laughs> it's a cryptid, and I didn't know. And so uh, I had the uh, the uh, unfortunate t 
time at school when everybody told scary stories about the Jersey Devil and I was a freaking baby and uh, <laughs> it did not go well. But that was probably like my first like, oh, this is a cryptid. Yeah, okay, so gentle viewers, Lex shared this like map that has like a picture of supposedly a cryptid from each state in the US. Now I will say, as a Missouri native, I have no idea what the fuck that was on that thing. <laughs> we don't have I do not have any knowledge of any sort of state cryptid. Like we have some we have some haunted places that we've talked about. For example, there's this like old like brewery in St. Louis that's like notoriously haunted. It has like a mansion attached to it. Ooh. And it's just like I think there was a murder that happened there, but it's like a notoriously haunted place that people like go to if they want to. And like in my hometown there was like this old mill that was uh supposedly haunted too so like there was paranormal things but like i never heard of any sort of like ooh, there's like a hairy guy in the woods like we never mm -hmm. had anything like that that i can recall yeah uh apparently like well i was looking at the list and i misread mississippi as missouri because my brain is not functioning but under mississippi it says listen i get it pascagoula river aliens what the fuck? Hello? Is only a cryptid if it's aliens? <laughs> I mean, okay, well, I did look up the definition of a cryptid, and basically, according to Merriam-Webster, which Webby would be proud, an animal, such as Sasquatch or the Loch Ness Monster, that has been claimed to exist but never proven to exist. Uh, it was also described as uh, pretty much an animals that could exist, that are believed to exist, that... There may or may not be evidence, could be disputable or not. Uh, regardless, it's unsubstantiated by science. Um, but it's <laughs> it's a pseudoscience called cryptozoology. Crypt yeah, crypto. I was like, that doesn't sound right. But yeah, no, it's not that crypto. It's it's cryptid crypto. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so like other other popular ones are the Bigfoot. You got Yetis, which funny enough, my dog is named Yeti. <laughs> Uh, the Chupacabra, uh, Loch Ness Monster, and another one that I, this one is the, probably the only one on this short list of popular ones that I don't know what it is. Mokele Mem, Membe? I don't know, but that- I bet, it, I bet it's Native American. Let's find I out. Um, uh, it yeah, is. I actually just watched, um, there's a YouTube channel called Watcher, and they do- unsolved things and they do paranormal things and they had an episode going over the history of the chupacabra that was cool that was fun to learn about you, you also reminded me that there are two nancy drew games at least off the top of my head that also deal with cryptids and that was another early early exposure to cryptids for me too because you have danger on deception island which takes place in washington and part of the story is following this um, sea monster called Cadborosaurus, or Caddy, which I've learned is also a, an actual creature on this list. And then you have Creature of Kapu Cave, which they... I don't know if they specifically say it's a chupacabra, but they say it's something else, but it's basically like a man of the woods. Uh, but the... Oh. I'm gonna butcher this... Uh, the Mokele Mem Mbi Mbi, sure, uh, mm -hmm. is for one who stops the flow of rivers uh, that lives in the Congo River Basin. The more Interesting. you know. So uh, it kind of looks like a dinosaur. 
But it, I guess it could also like could could be a a large crocodile, possibly. All right. Um, do you have? Do you, is there is there a, a cryptid that has a special place in your heart? You uh, an avid um. werewolf enthusiast or <laughs> Mothman fan club member? I love, I love, I, I just, Mothman is such a meme, so I just, like, see him Fair. everywhere. And there's also, like, the Goat Man. He's got, like, a, the Goat Man's Bridge. Mm -hmm. And, like, I don't think there's one in particular that I'm like, oh, this is my favorite. But I do just like hearing about them. Like, I just, in general, like hearing about cryptids and paranormal stuff. Because I do consider them to be, like, an overlapping category. Oh, for sure. Because, uh, like, this just, it's neat. Because, like I said, I do think some of them can be rooted in truth. And I do think other times... It's like either something that used to exist or it could be there's been cases where it was like an animal who had a disease. And so it made them look real fucked up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. So you never know which one it's going to be. But I just think they're interesting. I just I, I always am happy to hear about like the origins or like the stories that have been shared about them, you know, because it's just like, I don't know, it's cool. There's a, there's just like stuff out there, you know, just having an open mind or even just like being down to listen to it is always enlightening. Plus, like, Enough. you know, I'm, I'm always down for my little creepy critters who are just oh, vibing, yeah. who are just there for, for, for the memes. I'm sure you cannot tell me that there is not some sort of cryptid-like creature that, that actually exists in Australia. Oh, there's yeah, there's so much of the country that's not, that's not explored. There's got to be something in Australia. I totally believe it. Yeah, like, If they've got giant spiders, um, they've got, I don't know, freaking... I'm going to pick a random one from the list. Bat Squatch. Who knows? I believe it. I believe it. Uh, speaking of something Sasquatch-like, have you seen the new footage from two weeks ago that mm -hmm. could possibly be another Bigfoot sighting? Oh, no. I didn't even know. I'm queuing it up for you. Hold, please. Right. Well, uh, that's queuing. I will talk about... Um, when I was young, there was this show that I think only aired for a season on Cartoon Network called... Cryptid Hunters, like, or no, Secret Saturdays is what it was called. And it was about this family who their job was to, like, find and protect cryptids because they were basically just, like, essentially, because they were basically endangered because there's maybe, like, two of them or something. Mm -hmm. And, like, they would, like, and then, and then there was, of course, the evil guy who wanted to find and capture the cryptids and, like, sell them or, like, experiment on them. And so I just remember watching that show as a kid and really, like, you just, you also just learn about random cryptids and stuff. Hell yeah. Okay. I sent it to you in Discord. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's like as we get further and further into like technology, it's like both it can both be easier to fake things and also we have higher technology more often. So it's like also we're more likely to catch things. It's oh, I don't sure. know, man. Oh, yeah. No, like, sure. Uh, could somebody have edited this? Yeah, absolutely. Sure. But where's the could fun in that? In a ghillie suit? Right. Like, yeah, like just, yeah. But like, yeah, he's sitting down. So basically, I guess I don't know if it's ah. if it's taken from like a plane or like a helicopter. It sounded or something. like a train almost. So like the, the the sounds in the background. Yeah, but. like there's some sort of method of transportation that these people are taking, where you can look over and you can see the hills of Colorado, and there's kind of very like very arid region. 
Yeah. Lots of like little bushes and stuff. So yeah, there's some there's some brown <clears throat> little hairy looking bushes. Like sure, maybe they're probably zoomed in really far. Um, so it's a little pixelated, but you can definitely see something walking. Something is clearly moving. Something is amongst the bushes. Clearly moving amongst the bushes and then squats down and blends in with the trees. It does. It like it's almost like it's squatted down to blend in. Like oh, for I was... sure. And if, if something were to be, like, natural, like, it, you know, out there, because cryptids in theory are natural, like, it would have those kind of mechanisms to blend into its environment, because that's just, like, very normal. Yeah, that's how nature you know? works. Oh, this brings up a fun, my brain went here. So, you know, we, we know, like, a lot of the cryptids, we always kind of know them because they're so, they're such an outlier to the rest of nature that we know, and we're like, oh, that's weird. So... There's a flower that exists currently, and I couldn't tell you what it's called, but the like stems on it where like the pollen and stuff are to attract the bee. The bee that is like the shape that this stem takes is from an insect, an insect that is like long dead, like long extinct. But these flowers have still survived somehow. But these flowers, like the species as a whole is like thousands of years old. And it's like, what if like cryptids are like things that used to blend in, things that used to make sense. And now mm. it's worth thousands of years out from there when they used to be most fitted. And for some reason, they still exist and are here. That's a good point. Just like, I think it's Colorado has these antelope. It's called the pronghorn. Yeah, they're crazy. Have you ever seen a Colorado pronghorn? Uh, I, I feel like, yes, but I'm going to Google it. They can run 60 miles per hour. It's the only land animal, the only land animal that's faster than it is a cheetah. Hmm. And the reason they can run so fast is because that's used to be their defense mechanism mm -hmm. from the predators that used to be around. So this is like a really old species as well. And now those predators don't exist and they can just still run ungodly fast because they have no reason <laughs> to like unevolve from this trait. But I remember I was like looking at like their skeleton, like something about them, like their skeletal structure, their face or something was like, it just kind of felt slightly outdated almost like it's like, it's like that looks slightly different than what we're used mm -hmm. to. But like, it's just cause they haven't, they haven't had a need to evolve away from it, but they're just a very old species. I can also like anything with horns. Mm -hmm. can just It just seems like it's supposed to be majestic, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like. Like, I don't know if this is just because I'm still on, like, the whole Jersey Devil thing, but, like, that's also horned. It's supposed to be, like, hold on, let me see if I can find, like, an actual description, because a couple people have, have said different things. Uh, some people say that it's got a horse-like head, bat wings, hooves, a forked tail. Uh, somebody else says it could be a little bit goat, like a goat man mm -hmm. with bat wings. And, like, there's, like, a completely different story that goes along with it. But then when you have people telling, like, one story, then you've got other stories and it all changes. And mm -hmm. apparently it looks like, possibly, well, the other name for the Jersey Devil is also the Leeds Devil. I think it has something to do with mm -hmm. the town. Um, it might have also been made up by freaking Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, it is hard to, like, actually pinpoint the specific first tales of, like, a creature like that. Normally you can figure out approximately when it started being talked about mm -hmm. and, like, where, you know? But it is really hard to be like, oh, yeah, Bob. Bob was the first guy to ever mention anything about this. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. Uh, I think I was also watching, like, another... 
I think I was watching like a Danny Gonzalez video where he was talking about this TV show where I think they were also monster hunting. It's like one of those Discovery Channel shows where like- They got like kidnapped. Yes! That's the one! Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, like, and, like, that that's kind of, like, another another group of people who, like, chase monsters and stuff like that. Like, stuff like this. I don't know. Yeah. It's just kind of funny, but, like, you know. They always leave that one guy behind. Yeah. And it gets traumatized <laughs> half the time. Yeah. You also need to go watch Danny Gonzalez if you're not watching Danny Gonzalez. Yeah. So many. So many good ones. Oh, so, do you know about jackalopes? Like, what a jackalope is? Uh, like a rabbit. I would consider that like, to be a cryptid. With, like, horns. Yeah. Right. Some people so, do, though. So those don't, I mean, they don't exist. Like, that is not, it's not a real thing. That the horns that people picture them with, with, like, antlers. But there's this, like, disease that can make them grow these growths out of their head. And just whole, sometimes it takes over their whole face. Um, And so people think that's maybe where the jackalope theory came from. Is because it kind of does look like antlers. I'm going to share a picture in the Discord. I'm going to spoiler it because it's not, it's not like, it's not pretty. <laughs> the animal's alive, but... <laughs> Uh, oh, that's grotesque. Poor baby. It is. So, yeah. So they think that that might be where, like, the jackalope origins came from is this particular disease. So, like, it can make it look like antlers, especially if they only have one or two coming yeah, out. no. For sure. I totally see that. Wow. Yeah. I think they're just so freaking cool. But There's then, a lot like, of neat things out there. Like, I, I'm seeing, like, so many other pictures that are, like, rabbits with antlers. Some of these look like actual pictures, and I can't tell what's AI. I want that photoshopped. <laughs> That's also fair. Oh, man. Yeah, there's... I don't think there's ever been, like, a recorded proof of, like, it actually being a thing. I think it's just such a well-liked idea and, like, well, concept that a lot of people, like... Look at him. It. He's just so cute. It is cute. It's, it's like, so just... Cute. It's a little funny with antler ears like oh. it's just funny with there's this other one that's kind of like a fairy rabbit but like its ears are flowers and it's got the jackalope horns and you can't tell me that that creature just doesn't exist because it's just oh my god it's just so cute why why can't all the cute things not exist that's not fair right okay side note new D, &D character idea a fairy that rides a jackalope a D, &D campaign where everybody's a cryptid <laughs> yes but also, a fairy riding a jackalope, that just sounds so cute. Like, that is, like, the perfect little fae, like, mount. Right? Like, that's cute. Ugh. Okay, I'm sidetracked. But still. It's okay. All right. Let's, let's, uh, let's go back to the list of, uh, of, uh, of cryptids by state. This most famous mythical creature in every U.S. state. Um, whether or not some of these repeat, I have no idea. So let's start. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, gonna say this list, it just lists them all. It doesn't tell you anything about them. Okay. Well, oh so yeah, I guess. linked at least. Yeah, you're, you're right. Okay. Well, let's see. So for Missouri, it says Momo. And I don't know no. if that's just a little guy from Avatar or if there's another <laughs> little guy. Right. So let's see. Missouri cryptid Momo. Wow, looking at pictures was terrible first idea. Uh, there are so many. Yeah, I'm going to not look for pictures. <laughs> oh, is it showing you Momo the like? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Apparently, according to Wikipedia, it's an ape-like creature like Bigfoot. Okay. I wonder why he's got a different name. 
Because well, I he guess wasn't for... Bigfoot, he's in Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> and Missouri is M.O. Right? Exactly. Am, am I wrong? <laughs> it is. Yeah, okay, good. Whoo! I thought I was, I was a little silly. Silly goober for You're a second. Uh, so the well, most well-known alleged sighting occurred on July 11, 1972, when two young boys were playing in the backyard on the rural outskirts of Louisiana, Missouri. Uh, their older sister's Doris was in the kitchen when she heard her brother screaming. When she looked outside the window, she observed a massive, dark-haired, man-like creature holding what appeared to be a deceased dog. Oh, terrible. She described it as having a pumpkin-shaped head, large, glowing orange eyes. Many alleged sightings occurred that year, but most notably was local fire department chief and member of the city council, Richard Allen Murray, who reported driving along a creek bed when he saw a massive, upright creature in the vehicle's headlights. As a result of these reported encounters, a 20-person posse was formed to hunt the creature, but nothing was ever found. In 2019, a docudrama horror film entitled Momo, the Missouri Monster, was released and features a dramatization of the events of 1972. The film's cast includes Cliff Barackman and James Bobo Fay, best known for their appearances as Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization, members of Animal Planet series Finding Bigfoot. Uh... Apparently, the Six Flags in St. Louis had a ride that operated from 1973 to 1994, named after the creature as well. Did you? Well, you you weren't alive. Not born yet. (laughs) Oh yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have either. I was only one, but still. I was gonna say I don't think my parents would have taken me to Six Flags even if I was only like one years old. That's fair. Like here you go, get on a roller coaster. (laughs) I'm sure it's really good for the baby's spine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, probably. You know. Oh my god. Uh, Yeah, like the thing that I. Um, I'm just like most unsure about it all is like there's really not any cre- the only thing I could think about is like a bear if it was a bear standing because Missouri ha- does have bears sometimes mm-hmm. the only thing I can picture is a bear standing on its hind legs because we don't have ape-like creatures in the middle of the US fair yeah okay yeah there's been like bear sight there's, there was I was in college when a bear went through my hometown and they had to like tranquilize it and get it out of the middle of town <laughs> It didn't hurt anybody. It was just, obviously, it's a bear. Yeah. We've got, <laughs> we've got bears up here, too. There are, like, areas of our state, especially, like, when you get, like, more towards, like, the mountainy, like, super, super foresty areas, um, where you have to lock up your trash for the bears. Well, so the bears don't get to it. Uh, let's see. Who else is on this? Let's, yep. let's talk about Mothman. First of all, who, which state... It's, it's oh, it's east. West Virginia, I think. Yeah, I was like, it's over in the east. <laughs> okay, so West Virginia's got Mothman. So let's let's take a look at at uh, Mr. Mothman. While you do that, I'm going to pick one of them from this list, and I'm going to look it up, and I'm okay. going to find out cool things. Uh, the Mothman is a humanoid creature reportedly seen in Point Pleasant area uh, from 1966 to 1967. So it's not an ongoing thing. Um... There were reports picked up by the news, apparently. Um, let's see the history. Wow, there's a lot of history on the Mothman. Most of it is in the 60s, and then something short in 2016. Wow, there's a, You know, Mothman is uh, pretty popular. I know a lot of people who are, like, super into Mothman. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. So, on November 16, 1966, two young couples from Point Pleasant, Roger and Linda Scarberry, and Steve and Mary Millette, told police that they had seen a large black creature whose eyes glowed red staring at the side of the road near the TNT area, the site of a former World War II munitions plant. 
the or Linda Scarberry described it as a slender, muscular man, about seven feet tall, with white legs, said that she was able to discern its face due to the hype hypnotic effects of its eyes she was unable to discern its face due to the hypnotic effect of its eyes distress the witnesses drove away at high speeds and said that the creature flew after their car making a screeching sound it pursued them for as far as point pleasant city limits during the next few days other people reported similar sightings after local newspapers reported it two volunteer firemen who saw it said a large bird uh, looked like a large bird with red eyes. Mason County Sheriff George Johnson commented that he believed the sightings were due to an unusually large heron he termed uh, a shite poke. I don't know what that means. Mm. Um, I don't contractor Newell Partridge told Johnson that when he aimed the flashlight at a creature in a nearby mm. field, its eyes glowed like bicycle reflectors. Additionally, he blamed mm-hmm. buzzing noises on the television set and the disappearance of his German Shepherd's dog on the creature. Uh, life wildlife biologist Robert Smith at West Virginia University told reporters that the descriptions and sightings all fit the sandhill crane, a large American crane almost as tall as a man with seven foot wide wingspan, featuring circles of reddish coloring around the eyes. The bird may have wandered out of its migration route and therefore was unrecognized at first because it was not native to this region. Uh, additionally, due to the popularity of the Batman TV series at the time, uh, the <laughs> fictional series. Uh, fictional superhero Batman and his rogues gallery were prominently featured in the public eye. While the villain Killer Moth did not appear on the show, the comic book influence of both him and Batman is believed to have some influence in the coinage of the name Mothman in the local newspapers. So Batman, Batman has a history with I love uh, that. with Mothman. Yeah, he he does. There's in the Batman the animated series in 1992. There is like a a they did animate Killer Moth like he was he was in it. Um. And they also had Man Bat, who was like a mutated man bat. <laughs> oh wow! They they were like, um, how many how many uh, iterations can we can can we flip the right. name? Um, the one thing that I always find like a little suspect about cryptids in general, like, is those sightings always spike after it becomes public information, and it's like if you're looking for it at that point, mm-hmm. of course you might see something, but at the same time, it's like maybe it could have just it could just be like happenstance of like yes it's being reported on but also it is present but like i'm always just like a little suspect especially because it seems like after it gets reported on the first time the new sightings that come in aren't always consistent you know it's like mm-hmm. oh he was like 20 feet tall and it's like well i saw a guy that was only five feet tall and he could fly and it's like he didn't even have wings and it's mm-hmm. like what what are we talking about? are we talking about the same thing <laughs> you know what's also funny is that happens a lot when it comes to like um crime too when people are like oh this crime was committed uh this was probably the suspect the amount of calls that come in that people say oh i saw this person was suspicious and they were looked like this and they used this mm-hmm. descriptor and then they wind up getting so many like conflicting information that it makes it even harder for them to narrow down okay who has an actual lead i learned that on dateline here's what i got because i decided i wanted to pick on rob a little bit Mm because he's originally from connecticut (laughs) (laughs) nice so apparently this creature is known as the melon head and not only is it shown up in connecticut but apparently it's also been in ohio and michigan which are three very like different areas Mm -hmm. of the states (laughs) so long story short the melon head is described as small humanoids with bulbous heads who occasionally emerge from hiding places to attack people. 
Mm-hmm. In Connecticut specifically, it says several variations of the melon head legend can be found throughout southwest Connecticut, especially in southern Litchfield County. Um, it says, according to one variation of the myth, Fairfield County was the location of an asylum for the criminally insane that burned down in the fall of 1960, resulting in the death of all of the staff and most of the patients. That's really sad. Um, but apparently 10 to 20 inmates were unaccounted for, and they supposedly might have survived and escaped into the woods. Hmm. The legend states that the Melonheads' appearance is the result of them having resorted to cannibalism in order to survive the harsh winters of the region and due to inbreeding, which caused them to develop hydrocephalus. Um, some retellings of the version substitute the asylum or prison with places of business or campgrounds where the inmates slash patient and they'll swap out the inmates or patients with employees or staff or campgoers. But basically it's different variations of like, oh, horrible conditions made them have to survive by eating each other. And now they're cannibals in the woods and they have really deformed heads. Hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That's like, it says melon heads allegedly prey upon humans who wander into their territory uh, and then uh, individual retellings will modify what town and family originally formed the melon heads. Like it's all different local legends about it. It's interesting to see like how many like, well, I mean, obviously most of these come from local legends. It's just interesting to see like how how they differ and like where the stories come from and like the different things that we all we all come up with. Yeah, it's, it's for incredible. sure. And I say come up with, but like you know. Either, whether it's fictional or if, if that's their story. I'm, yeah, I'm sometimes it's like anything. you saw something, you had a dream, you were on drugs, you're trying to scare your kids so they don't go into the woods at night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All sorts of reasons. <laughs> or like you stem back to those two couples that were like pro- obviously at some sort of makeout spot. It's mm-hmm. like you scare the kids off. Like that's that's like what most horror movies were in like the 70s and stuff was like kids don't go making out by yourself. You're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And like a lot of these like it's it's also kind of funny how like these all seem like B-movie monsters too, you know? Right. Where it's just like like how many times like well, I mean, I'm sure if we saw any of these things we would all freak out, but like Oh yeah. But like when you see them in movies, it's like, "Oh yeah, it's a giant bee." Ooh, wow, what are you going to do? Buzz. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Okay, let's see who else is on the list. Uh, well, the Jersey Devil one is very lengthy, but I have a correction to what I said previously. Yes, it is also called the Leeds Devil, but it is actually a surname, not a town. Um, apparently, um, I'm going to read through the story of the Jersey Devil. I don't remember. Right. I know I've talked about this before, but I don't remember if it was during D and D or if I this think was. We got. We wanted to learn more about the Jersey yeah. Devil one time, and so we looked it up. I, I think that that was it because I don't remember if it was on an episode of SU or something. Um, you tell them the story. I'm going to grab my DoorDash. Okay. You got it. Okay. Uh, so there are a lot of different origins for this legend. Um, there is an origin from the Lenape people who originally, uh, populated the Pine Barrens, who believed the area was inhabited by a spirit called Emsing, uh, which took the form of a deer-like creature with leathery wings. Additionally, um, there was a story of the Leeds family and Mother Leeds' 13th child. Um, according to pop, and again, I'm just gonna read this off of Wikipedia, According to the popular folklore, the Jersey Devil originated from the Pine Barrens resident named 
According to popular folklore, the Jersey Devil originated with a Pines Baron resident named Jane Leeds, known as Mother Leeds. The legend states that Mother Leeds had 12 children and, after discovering she was pregnant for the 13th time, cursed the child in frustration, declaring that the child would be the devil. In 1735, Mother Leeds was in labor on a stormy night while her friends gathered around her. Born as a normal child, the 13th child transformed into a creature with hooves, a goat's head, bat wings, and a forked tail, growing and screaming. Oh my god. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it's brutal. Uh, a 13th child too, of course. Mm-hmm. Growling and screaming, the child beat everyone with its tail before flying up the chimney and heading out into the pines. In some variations of the tale, Mother Leeds was supposedly a witch, and the child's father was the devil himself. Some versions of the legend also state that the local clergyman subsequently attempted to exorcise the creature from the Pine Barrens. Uh, so that also has, like, a, it's a little bit reminiscent of, uh, well, maybe, maybe it's just because of the sentence, but, like, have you ever read the book The Fifth Child? No. It was required reading in, like, oh. 11th grade. It was a horrifying book. And the second book that came after it was way worse. That one wasn't required, thankfully. Way worse. <laughs> because that one had sexual assault in it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Main character was a monster. Uh, let me read you the summary of The Fifth Child. Uh, fifth Child. Uh, it was by Doris Lessing. Um, let me find you. <laughs> Is the fifth child a horror story? Yeah, it's it's classified as a classic horror story. Um, is this also a movie? Hello? I don't want to see that. Uh, give me, give me the, give me the, the, the little text on the back. Penguin Random House, help me out here. Um, Okay. Doris Lessing's contemporary gothic horror story centered on the birth of a baby who seems less than human probes society's unwillingness to recognize its own brutality. This is going to get into, like, the, 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 the background stuff that's, like, below the surface that I was not good at. Um, basically, the story is about this family who has four perfect children, and then they find out that they're pregnant with a fifth, and they're like, this is wonderful. My four babies are perfect, and I love them, and they've been angels ever since. And then, like, as soon as she's pregnant, like, she's in the first trimester, everything's going wrong. She's, like, violently ill all the time. Her insides feel like they're being clawed out, and then by the time she actually, like, she's, like, feeling like she's gonna die. Uh, she finally gives birth to this child, and he's, like, bluish-green- and, like, oh looks nothing like the other children. And then he grows up and he's just, like, a fucking terror. And he's just, like, awful. And to the point where the parents are like, I don't know what to do with this kid. Like, we've tried everything. We don't understand how our four perfect children were fine. And this one is the devil. So, like, nope. as he grows older, he's, like, even worse. And then the second book is all, like, when he's a teenager and just... Just, just a nightmare. Like, literally, like... Like, yeah, bad. Real, real bad. Uh, so, huh. yeah. Uh, ultimately, I think, like, the point of the story... Well, actually, I'll just read this from the synopsis. Understanding that he will never be accepted anywhere, Harriet and David are torn between their instincts as parents and are sh their shocked reaction to his fierce and unlovable child whose existence shatters their belief in a benign world. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. Quite, that's, quite, that's quite wordy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh... 
Yeah, gruesome goblin-like, gruesome, gruesomely goblin-like in appearance, insatiably hungry, abnormally strong, and violent. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, and then she's she has to deal with like, yeah, I can't love my child. Like this is terrible. So yeah, all oh. all things that are completely normal to freaking read in eleventh grade. <laughs> like. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, that, that like, we, we read other good books. Like, probably one of my favorite books that I ever read in school was a sixth grade book called Dollhouse Murders. I wonder why I like that one so much. Uh, that was, honestly, that was just such a good book. I want to rewatch the movie, I think. Oh, that yeah. That was a good one. Uh, highly recommend. It's basically a murder mystery uh, okay. that revolves around a dollhouse. Um, and, like, the dollhouse comes to life every night reenacting the murder. It's, it's crazy. Oh, my God. And she has to figure out who did the murder. It was really, really good. Um, figure out who done it. You yeah. like a mystery? <laughs> I know. <laughs> what? I've never. That is the least like you thing I've ever. <laughs> I know. Uh, addition, uh, so back to the whole 13th evil child, uh, devil child in New Jersey. Uh, prior to the early 1900s, the Jersey Devil was referred to as the Leeds Devil or the Devil of Leeds, either in connection to the local Leeds family or... Oh my god, why did they use words that I can't say? Eponymous? <laughs> Eponymous. Southern New Jersey town Leeds Point. Also, it was a town. Mother Leeds has been identified by some real-life Deborah Leeds on the grounds that Deborah Leeds' husband, Jaffet Leeds, named 12 children in the will that he wrote during 1736. So there is mm. some truth to the story of her having 13 children, or at least 12. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is compatible with the legend. Deborah and Jaffet uh, Leeds also lived in Leeds Point, section of what is now Atlantic County, New Jersey, uh, which is commonly the location of the Jersey Devil story. So is Atlantic County not... Is the Pine Barren not a county in New Jersey? Have I been lied to? New <gasps> Jersey counties. I need a map. Give me a map. <laughs> Give me a map of New Jersey with the counties. Oh my god, I'm an idiot. Pines Barren is not a county. Oh my What? <laughs> oh Where the hell god. are the Pine Barrens? Okay, so we got those are all north. Monmouth Ocean, Burlington, Camden, Gloucester, Salem, Cumberland, Atlantic, Cape May. Where the fuck are the Pine Barrens? Where are <laughs> the Pine Barrens? I'm learning about. I hope you're taking notes on all these New Jersey counties because you're gonna have to take a test later. <laughs> uh, Pine Barrens, New Jersey. Uh. Oh my God! Tell me on the map. Draw me a map. Uh, mostly rural, underserved, despite its proximity to this one. Okay, show me, show me on a map. Where do you... Oh my god, it's so much bigger. It's multiple counties. Well. It's, it's, it's... Is it like a nature thing? Like sort a, of. Like a woods? Yeah, it's like a biome. Um... New... Jersey... Oh my god, I can't spell. Okay, it is... Literally between Ocean, Burlington, Atlantic, and Cape May. It's like, it looks like it might be like four counties, which is big for New Jersey. That's like half the state. It's literally a quarter right. of the state. That is pretty big. We have uh, in Missouri, 
we have Mark Twain National Forest, which takes up easily the bottom third of the state. Like, it's just, it's just big. Well, now I know that there are a lot more areas I need to be worried about the Jersey Devil in. <laughs> Dude, uh. Google's psychic sometimes. I was looking up the main, apparently Maine's cryptid is called the Spectre Moose. Ooh. And so I wanted to, it was saying how big the moose was. And I was like, well, I don't see moose. So how tall are moose on average? So I typed in how tall is, and Google was like a moose. And I was like, stop <laughs> knowing what I'm reading. I know you know that I'm reading about moose in a different tab. So you're like, oh, you're going to ask how tall a moose is. But just insane um trying to it looks like they're also kind of getting to like where this story might have come from um brian regal historian of science at king university theorizes that the story of mother leads rather than being based on a single historical person originated from the colonial southern new jersey religio-political disputes that became the subject of folklore and gossip among the local population according to regal folk legends concerning these historical disputes evolved throughout the years and ultimately resulted in the modern popular legend jersey devil during the 20th century regal contends that the colonial era political intrigue involving early new jersey politicians benjamin franklin and franklin's rival almanac publisher daniel leeds (laughs) <laughs> oh, this is making more sense now. Uh, uh, resulted in the Leeds family being described as monsters. It was Daniel Leeds' negative depiction of the Leeds devil uh, as the Leeds devil rather than any actual creature that created the later legend of the Jersey devil. So mm. it's between like historical like things lining up with the Leeds family and then Benjamin Franklin just being like, I don't like this guy. His name is Leeds. You're the devil. <laughs> So. I was like, it's literally some, like, ancient dispute, and these guys are like, we just hate each other. <laughs> yeah, it's it's literally <laughs> just, like, abortion. a grudge. Like, we have our whole yeah. local legend, like, our, our claim to fame is just a political fair, grudge. Your claim to fame is Jersey Shores, don't worry about Oh, it. that's true. <laughs> yep. Uh, you want to uh, hear about the Spectre Moose? Oh, sorry, if you got more to say, go ahead. It was just about the Jersey Shore, because... Uh, Do it. Uh, we, me and my mom... <laughs> Um, drove down to like South Jersey uh, a couple weekends ago, um, and uh, we were talking about the different beaches on the on the way because naturally we were passing them all, and mm-hmm. apparently I think it was whatever beach that they went to. I think my sister said it was Seabright or something like that. Uh, apparently, since the show, that beach has gone like so much nicer because of all the tourism money. So you know, everybody who liked Jersey Shore, like I know. Y'all kind of, like, joke about New Jersey and, like, that's not who we really are always exactly. Uh, but you know what? Thank you for making our beaches nicer. Hell yeah. Let's learn about the Spectre Moose. Okay. So, this all originated back in the 1890s, apparently. Whenever some hunters were out near a place called Sword and Hunt... Well, I can't even say it. Lake. And fired several slugs into the animal and it appeared to not make anything happen except for that it got mad it charged at them and they hid in a bear cave for several hours before it left finally again they saw it later like they saw basically this giant moose kept popping up a couple times and the claims were that this thing was so here do you know how tall a moose is normally according to google tall like probably like at least seven foot tall so apparently that's the highest and they do measure at the shoulder. So, you know, give them another foot for their head and their antlers is another foot. But so on average, it's like five to seven feet at their shoulders. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So apparently, this one is claiming that it was 10 to 15 feet Jesus. Mm -hmm. And it was weighing nearly, tw I don't know how they know that it weighed 2,500 pounds, because I don't think. <laughs> the guy who saw it, it is one of say those guys at the amusement park who, like, guesses your uh -huh. weight. Oh, yeah. Basically, there was a bunch of sightings. It says that they never found it. it the, the big thing was that it was massive. It apparently glowed faintly. It had the ability to disappear and simply walk Ooh. through objects. This is like as the story grew, right? It mm -hmm. all started with this guy saying he saw a massive moose. It all developed into this. The reason it's called the specter moose is because normally apparently it's white or light gray, which to be fair, albino moose exist. Mm -hmm. Like white moose, totally within the realm of possibility. The, the thing that it is now is just kind of like a ghost moose that like is big and appears and is like huge. And there's some people that like it is now up to this point of like. <laughs> so, so it says like here's other stories are even more bizarre. One tells of a group of hunters near the Malinook stream in East Central Maine that killed a large white moose. Afterwards, they slit its throat and hung it from a tree so, it, you know, they can skin it and stuff. However, when they awoke in the morning, it was gone. <laughs> And that night, the dead and vanished moose simply walked into their camp with its throat still cut. Ugh. So, like, it's just, like, it, it started with a guy who was out hunting who saw a giant moose. And here's the thing. If you've never hunted before, if you don't kill a shit like this, even a deer, even a buck, if you do not kill them the first time, whether you say you fired a bunch of shots or whatever, if you are non-successful, they will just charge you. They do, they're not afraid. I have a story. My grandpa, he lived out in the middle of nowhere and he literally like was able to sit on his back porch and deer would go through his yard. And he shot a buck one time and it didn't land like it didn't kill it. And it charged at him and he was able to get inside. But like, don't fuck around with megafauna if you're not going to get the killing blow. So like it all started with this guy who's like, I almost died and it was a massive moose. And I feel like he was just afraid to admit that he had shit aim. <laughs> he was like, this thing was 15 feet tall. It was crazy. Like, was like so all big. those like fishermen who are like. Right. Ah, uh, the one that got away and is 15 I can't prove it to you. <laughs> my camera fell in the though. water. Exactly. And now it's just like this legend of like a ghost moose. And people are like, oh, it's a ghost moose. So that's apparently a thing. All right. Well, any other creatures on this list you'd like to talk? Well, actually, you know what? If you could encounter any of these creatures on this list, which one do you think you would prefer to encounter? Looking at the picture alone, hmm, the, the Texas one looks real fucked up. Let me just throw that out there. Yeah, I do not want to see that thing in Texas. Apparently, it's called, oh, no, it's the Chupacabra, it's, it, but that's a weird depiction of the Chupacabra. That's not normal. Hmm. It's a really, like, fucked up depiction of the Chupacabra. Yeah. What's the one that says in Kentucky? I like the Kentucky one. It's called... The Kelly little green men. <laughs> I don't know. They just sound like fun little guys. <laughs> Wait, which one was that? It's the Kelly little green men. In which state? Which state? Kentucky. Kentucky. Oh, I see him. Kind of looks like Yoda. This is according to the History Channel. Um. Oh, crazy. Okay. It's it, it starts with why are aliens so often depicted as little green men with bulbous heads? Um, and it apparently started in Kentucky, in Kelly, Kentucky. And that's why they're called the little, the Kelly little green men. But so it started on, 
August 21st, 1955, when a large extended farm family called the Suttons arrived breathlessly at the Hopkinsville police station in southwestern Kentucky. Their story of a terrifying siege by otherworldly beings would become one of the most detailed and baffling accounts of an alien close encounter on record. Notable for the large number of witnesses, nearly a dozen, and the duration of the encounter, which was several hours, as well as the close proximity between the witness and the creatures, apparently sometimes just a few feet away. The alleged encounter occurred on the Sutton's farm in the tiny rural hamlet of Kelly, Kentucky, where the family lived in an unpainted three-room house without running water, telephone, radio, TV, or books. Of all the details of their story, the UFO landing and the appearance of small alien creatures... Uh, one fact is indisputable. When the eight adults and three children arrived at the nearby Hopkinsville police station at about 11 p.m., they were genuinely terror-struck. Um, and there's, like, this depiction of, like, these guys with really long arms that go, like, all the way down to their feet. Their eyes are almost on either side of their head, and they have, like, pointy ears. Um, yeah, it says, according to the accounts given to the police at about 7 p.m., on a hot Sunday evening, the Sutton family friend Billy Ray Taylor was fetching water from the backyard well when he saw a silvery object, real bright with an exhaust of all colors of the rainbows. As he later recounted, it came silently toward the house, passed over it, stopped in the air, and then dropped straight to the ground. Taylor, aged 21, and his 18-year-old wife had come home from Pennsylvania to visit Lucky Sutton, with whom he had worked on a traveling carnival. Uh, the Suttons, which was a 50-year-old widow and matriarch, Glenny, and her two older sons and their wives... Uh, they didn't take Billy Ray seriously, laughing about his UFO account, but an hour later, they were alerted by their dog's incessant barking. They went to the back door and made out a strange glow in the midst of which they spied a small humanoid creature, about three and a half feet tall. It had, in quotes, an oversized head, almost perfectly round, its arm extended almost to the ground, it had hands, its hands had talons, and its oversized eyes glowed with yellowish light. Um, they tried to shoot at it, but apparently it just kind of fled. And then they all ran back home. Cowards. So apparently aliens. <laughs> I think. Now I have caveats. I think I would choose Cadborosaurus. Or Caddy. The snake horse. Mm-hmm. Who is a water creature. That said. I would not like to be in the water with it. I would like to see it from the shore. <laughs> Valid. <laughs> Uh, apparently, specifically for Kaiborosaurus, which is very similar to Loch Ness Monster, uh, it's witness, witnesses say that it resembles a serpent with vertical coils or humps in tandem behind a horse-like head and long neck, a pair of small elevating front flippers, and either a pair of hind flippers or a large webbed, uh, or a pair of large webbed hind flippers fused to form a large fan-like tail, um, for forward propulsion. It looks like there is a picture, side view of the Naden Harbor carcass. Oh. What is that? Let me tell little sightings. Okay, carcasses associated with Cadborosaurus. In 1930, on November 10th, Glacier Island near Valdez, a skeleton was found in the ice. The skeleton was 24 feet long with flippers. Some of the remains were preserved in Cordova for scientific study. The creature is thought to be a whale. Okay, so you got you got a mixed mixture of cre creatures. Uh, in 1934, there was another one that found the badly decomposed remains of a 30 foot long something. Um, creature was identified as a basking shark. Uh, 
1937, in October, Ketborosaurus carcass was retrieved from the stomach of a sperm whale in Nadine Harbor and photographed. A sample of this carcass was sent to the BC Provincial Museum, where it was tentatively identified as a fetal baleen whale by a uh, museum director. Okay, so now, okay, it was a baleen whale, okay. Uh, 1941, another one called Sarah the Sea Hag was found <laughs> on a beach in Washington, uh, identified as a shark in 1947. Another one, a uh, 14-foot creature was identified as a shark, uh, which we have a picture of 1947 shark remains. Not that I can tell what the fuck is going on in this picture. <laughs> um, also, uh, okay, in 1950 in Oregon, a Creature with four tails and thick hair was identified as a whale shark. Whales have hair? Is that? Um, I mean, I think I can. I don't think it's like hair, but it's like. I don't know. Why did it have four tails? That's not like any whale shark I've seen. I still don't. I mean, I don't think it's a Cabosaurus, but I don't know what it was. <laughs> uh, 1956, Dry Harbor in Alaska. A uh, long carcass, 30 meters, uh, found with hair, two-inch long hair, uh, fits no creature, but identified as a Baird's, Bard's beaked whale. Uh, lots, lots of more in the 60s, or there's two more in the 60s uh, that were carcasses. Uh, one was thought to be an elephant seal, and the other one was thought, another one, to be a basking shark. Uh, Posed live captures in 1968. Uh, somebody thought they claimed to have caught a baby caddy, uh, which they then returned to the water. And then in July on John's Island in San Juan Islands, uh, Phyllis Harsh claims to have caught a small two-foot baby caddy and also returned it to the water. So, maybe we've got some large caddies in the water, but it seems like all the carcasses we found are whales or sharks. So, yeah. Yeah, so um, I really don't want to be in, in the water with whales or sharks or caddies, but, you know. No. From the land. Apparently, the Indiana cryptid is, like, just a giant snapping turtle. <laughs> the only thing, they've just seen it in this, so it, it's in Churros, Busco, Indiana, and it's in Folk Lake. And it's just, like, yeah, we saw, like, a 500-pound turtle. And, like, that's it. It never, like, came on shore. It never, like, anything but... A couple people saw a giant turtle, apparently. Hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's our guy. <laughs> He's called the Beast of Busco because it's Churro Busco. Is where, like, it was seen. So I wouldn't mind seeing him. I wouldn't mind just seeing a giant guy. <laughs> Plus, like, the other cool thing is, like, because turtles live so long, I mean, that also, like, kind of yeah. supports the whole, like, oh, cryptids could be seen for, for years and years and years because, I mean, turtles have long lifespans. Oh, yeah. Uh... Similarly, um, kind of like the Keborosaurus, I did want to say something about Caddy, because obviously, or not Caddy, Loch Ness Monster, Nessie, uh -huh. uh, yeah. being so, so popular with people Iconic. visiting Loch Ness trying to catch a glimpse of the creature. Uh, mm -hmm. Did you know that there is proof of a Loch Ness Monster at the bottom of Loch Ness? Oh, yeah? The thing is, it's not alive. <laughs> um, I believe, yeah. So, uh, in... Oh, gosh. what it was? It's an old black and white movie um, for 1969, apparently. So, I guess not that old. 
Um, there was a 30-foot model of Loch Ness Monster built for the 1969 Sherlock Holmes movie. Uh, that was, I think it was, like, they sank it for part of the movie scene. Um, and they filmed mm-hmm. it on the water. But because it was so heavy and it was just a prop, they sank it. And it was going to cost take too much effort and time to bring it back up after they sank it and got their shot. That they just uh-huh. left it there. I believe that. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. So, um, there are, like, um, I don't know if they're radiographs, um, but they basically could do a survey of, like, the ocean floor. So, like, I don't know if you've ever seen, like, those treasure hunting shows where they, like, look and they map out where shipwrecks were. But, like, they have got, like, this... Yeah. uh, There's a couple of shows on Disney Plus that are actually, like, really cool to watch. Um, but, like, they map out the ocean floor in a specific area to see if they catch any, like, different weird shapes or anything that looks like a ship. Um, but you could, uh, they mapped out the ocean floor and you can actually see the underwater robot that is, uh, that prop is still, still at the bottom of the water. So, uh, even if, even if you don't catch an actual sighting of Nessie, just, just know that there is a Nessie under those waters. She's down there. She's down there. She's hanging. She's just chilling. Yeah. Nessie's one of the ones that I I find most believable. Like I said, mm-hmm. I don't know if she's still alive, but I totally believe that she could have been alive, you know? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I, I'm like, I would not doubt it, especially because it's water-based. Like, yeah. I, I think that there are, there are mermaids. I think that there are just so many creatures that we just don't know. I think that there are, like, I, we thought we discovered a new shark, like, a couple of weeks ago. That, like, yeah. it can't see because it's so far under the water, but, like, science, man! Science is cool. Science is cool. Ocean exploration is cool. Cryptids are cool. Animals are cool. Mm-hmm. There's just so many cool things. Well, would we like to wrap up with some final thoughts on cryptids? Yeah. I think some of them are so far from their origin that it's hard to like know what could have been the original thing. Like, talking about Mothman. And I know they, I think you know the encounters weren't all consistent. And how, or like Jersey Devil could literally be a feud blown out of proportion. Mm-hmm. Like, like there's like things. So I definitely think there's some that exist. I don't know if like it's the Spectre Moose. Probably just a really big albino moose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like totally plausible. I don't think it's an apparition though necessarily. I think that it's it's kind of wild what like our brains will come up with. Under the right lighting and under the right amount of stress that... A thousand percent. We're so creative. Everybody's so creative. Did you ever, as a kid, um, and this is where, like, going off of that, there were times when, as a kid, like, I couldn't sleep. And, like, I've always been a slightly, like, paranoid person in the sense that, like, the dark is not a place that I inherently feel comfortable, Mm -hmm. right? Like, so there are times I distinctly remember as a kid where I, like... There was something in the room that would look off to me just because I was already in like a heightened state and I would stare at it and I would stare at it long enough that my brain would like essentially make it move. And I know it wasn't actually moving because I would like blink rapidly and look away and then it wouldn't have moved. Um, But like our brains try to reason things. Our brains try to make sense of shapes and shadows in a way that isn't always accurate. So it's like Mm -hmm. I totally believe that people could have genuinely think they saw something even if they weren't on drugs. But that doesn't, you know, 
That's that's how shit gets blown out of proportion. It's like I'm convinced that it was wings when it was like a shadow or something mm-hmm. that like made it look like it had wings or like I don't know. Brains are brains are cool. Brain- our brains are really powerful. Our brains are so cool, man. That's not to say that these things don't exist. I just think that maybe some of them were just a little. I don't think all of them do. Exaggerated. I fully believe. Now, after seeing that video, and maybe maybe this is just me being like wishful thinking and just hopeful that at least somebody's living out there completely like rent free, like enjoying their life, no job, no taxes, nothing. Mm-hmm. I fully believe oh, yeah. that that is Bigfoot in Colorado, just living his life. Oh, yeah. Just having, having a grand old time. Good for him, honestly. Or her. Or them. Who knows? Good for them. Good for them. So I guess, I, where, where else can people find you online, Apple? Yeah, you can find me under Apple Schloss. Um, I'm primarily on YouTube, making videos and stuff. Um, I do technically have a Twitter or X account. That's Apple Schloss 21. I also have that same handle on Instagram, but I'm not really active on either of those. My name's Lex. I'm on Twitch and YouTube as Ursula's Revenge. Uh, that's pretty much it. Do you, uh, do you have some life advice for the viewers before we go? Hmm. I don't know if this counts as like good life advice, but if you're not going to preheat your oven, just add a couple more minutes to the timer, okay? And you'll be fine. <laughs> I mean, that that is that's good baking advice. I'll <laughs> take it. For anyone who's never cooked food before, that's my advice for you. Oh my god, I'm so bad at preheating the oven. Like, I don't it's time it right. I'm impatient. So. When I want to make my food, I'm making it now. I'm not waiting 10 minutes for the oven to heat up. Um, I think my life advice is... Uh, try not to leave your your pets outside unattended, uh, lest you want a Bigfoot or Chupacabra to just scoop them up, uh, because that would be devastating. Truly, truly devastating. Uh, So hug your pets, and we love you. Hug your pets. And and have a and fuck Booster Gold and have a happy Halloween, everyone. Bye. Bye. I don't know normally we would kind of chat when music goes through. Who's Mr. Cat? Oh, yeah. There's a crazy show right now. Crazy show. I, if, if I lived at one, I'm not going to say different time, but it's not like Jack Lipton, but it's staying for a